0: So, yesterday we learned that the first thing we know about serving Hashem is that there are no prerequisites. You're born and you're meant to start running when you're born. In other words, you don't have to wait until you've done A, B, and C and then serve Hashem. Just like every day, moida'ani is the first step of serving Hashem. just accept upon yourself the yoke of Hashem before anything else. So too, in life, you don't have to wait until you've done various things and then you're a servant of Hashem. Rather, Hashem wants us to serve Him. Now, it doesn't mean that there aren't different levels of serving Hashem, but the service of Hashem is something that's asked of us all the time. Hashem is always looking at us, as Zezan Tanya, in chapter 41, it's one of the 12 Torah passages that the Rebbe asks every child to memorize, Hashem Hashem stands upon each person, and the whole world is full of His glory, and, uh, and he looks at every Jew, and not just he, does He look at everyone, but He examines their kidneys and heart, meaning he examines their inner thoughts, to see if a Jew is serving Hashem properly. So, our service of Hashem is something that doesn't require any preparations. We don't have to wait until you reach the level to serve Hashem. We're always meant to serve Hashem. And yesterday we added another point to this idea of serving Hashem, and that is that serving Hashem doesn't just mean that you show up and do the things that Hashem says to do and you don't do what Hashem said not to do, but serving Hashem also means to serve Hashem with your heart. That Hashem married our godly soul to our animal soul for the purpose of some change that Hashem expects us to do to our animal soul. And that is the function of what davening is about. Davening is about the neshama communicating with our natural persona. That our persona should hear what the neshama thinks and feels through the teachings of Chassidus. It should understand and feel the greatness of Hashem. That's what should happen in davening. Parenthetically, the Rebbe Rashaab it's more than parenthetically; it's really an axiom. But among many, many things, that Kuntzes Hatfila, uh, that Rebbe Rashab wrote for all Chassidim that they should learn, in order to know how to serve Hashem in davening, among the principles that that Rebbe Hashab shares there is that there are many people he says who are um, otherwise serving Hashem in prayer, but they have various. Uh, Ra HaKhali, he describes it, they have, they have a bad illness, and they have many character flaws, some despicable character flaws, despite the fact that they serve Hashem in davening. And he says the reason for this is, is that despite the, that they get really inspired when they daven, and they get really interested in being closer to Hashem and to distance from themselves all negative character traits, but because they don't get specific and they're diving, they don't say what this actually is going to mean for me personally and how exactly I'm going to change, the experience leaves no effect on them at all. And he, and he says in order to be able to fix a character flaw, you need to know, first of all, what it is. And you need to think about it. it. It sounds very similar. It's in chapter 13 in Kuchat Satula, It sounds very similar to what the Rambam writes. The Rambam says when you pray to Hashem, you have to have your heart in heaven you have to have your eyes facing downwards. The experience is meant to, with your eyes facing downwards, look at the negative character flaws and say, I want to, I have an issue. My issue is that I'm an angry person. My issue is that I am a jealous person. Whatever the issue is, davening is the time to uh, work on a specific character flaw and to walk through it, meaning, we actually think d- in detail. This is what happened to me. Right now, I'm inspired. Right now, this is great. But I know that when I go to this and this place, these and these thoughts come into my head. This, and this, and this feeling happens to me when this happens. When this guy steps on my toes. When I get this text text message from the bank account. When uh, my husband says this. My wife says that. So this is a kind of reaction that I that I have. So, so the Torah says that. You need to think of the details and davening of what exactly you want to fix and what exactly you want to change. It's not enough during davening just to just be inspired and say, Ah, oh, I want to be closer to Hashem. There has to be a, a communication from your davening to that character flaw. And you have to walk through it in your davening, in your service of Hashem. You, you sing, think over a certain constant of this that counters that character flaw. And you and you go over it in detail. And you, and you sing a nigga and you think about it. And you work on not just one davening, but many times in davening, Rabbi Shab writes all this, you have to work on that specific thing that you're trying to fix. But anyway, so the meaning of serving Hashem in davening is that your neshama is communicating with your animal soul and trying to change it. What have you done? What are you are you able to give us some page numbers for for different things? Which one? Like, are we just supposed to like figure the like figure out which davening connects to things like being annoyed by people that are inconsiderate? That's a that's a really solid. Uh, Example. In chapter 25, Gersa um the Alt Rebbe talks about how to deal with uh, anger and anxiety, anger, and uh, how, how to frame what, that there are no people that do anything to you, period. And it's a concept, it's a truth, but for it to be something that you actually feel in a natural way, Requires thinking it over before davening, and then and then in, in the various places of davening that you're uh, that you're into, you've and you've focused, and you channel, you focus, and you say to yourself, you you, you go to go to that place in yourself that has that reaction. You talk to it. You say, well, this is, this is what I was thinking yesterday, when this happened. But this is the emes. The emes is that no person could do anything to me. The emes is that the abish is just the one who's doing this. You, you walk through it, and you go and you go through that, and you and, and you realize there's no, there aren't any, there aren't there's no there's no human being, but yet it requires before diving meditate in chapter 20 25 in Gary's okay, specifically that that chapter there've said that it's it's effective when you're going through something even before it becomes a feeling you already know in your brain there's a there's a switch which says uh-uh that's not good and then there is your heart which says ah so when it when something's still in your brain at the uh-uh that's not okay before it gets to the heart some people have it like 0 to 7 seconds like, you know, like a Ferrari, like 0-60 to 60 in, in 0.7 seconds they go from, from the brain to the heart immediately some people have a little bit of more space some people have less so, um, but the Abba says when, when, when there is that beginning of judgment in your brain, before you get from past judgment to, to a feeling in your heart you should, already be, you, should, you, should already, you should already have that thought process in your mind that you're able to, 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 uh, to, to use as a tool to realize there are no people, there are no things all there is a divine providence. What's happening is by Hashem's hand. That that's something that, that. But to in order for that to work during the day, you have to have that in your davening, in your heart. You, 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 you reached there, it came somewhere that, that actually you think that way, and then then during the day it's, it's it comes up and 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 uh, someone steps on your toes and you are oh. Nothing besides Hashem is Hashem's hand. This is good. Um, what about shimmy Rabbi? Yeah the yeah, author mentions Shimei, right? yeah, what about that? so King David said about Shimei that uh, God told him to curse me exactly, very good that's the author addresses there in Tanya does he say later on his death that he says go kill him it, that, that's not because of his personal uh, uh, failing, failure that's because that was the will of Hashem and not, that there is some things you got to do when you got to do them the question is: Are you? Do you have a mind like water, and you're just doing what Hashem wants you to do, like King David? Or are you the guy that in the moment is, uh, point, is uh, like like the Tesla, which is uh, zero to sixty in how long? Benz Schmadel. Okay. Um, huh. So. One point nine. One point nine zero to sixty. Are you, should you Why don't you get a Porsche? Why are you talking to Tesla's for all your life? Anyways, so. Um, Porsche, is, Porsche is slower. Uh, I've never heard of a point seven second zero to sixty, but. You know. Okay. What do I know? I I, I apologize. Okay, I th- I thought that was faster cars than that. Anyways, so um, one point nine. Shine. So um, what happens if you don't do that? What happens if you don't go through this whole process of trying to change your your animal soul? So that we learned yesterday that not only is there a deficiency in your animal soul, there's a deficiency in your connection to Hashem. If you're not doing what Hashem is asking you to do, so your Hashem's connection to Hashem is 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 lacking it's not only about the purpose of Neshama's mission is to impact your animal soul, that's true, but besides that, there's something between Neshama and Hashem that's supposed to happen during davening. It's supposed to be a a very intimate moment, and Neshama is supposed to go back to its source and connect to Hashem during davening. If the Neshama is not showing up and doing what it's supposed to do, the Neshama is missing its connection to Hashem. So when it says in the Torah, serve Hashem, Hashem, it means to, number one, it means to uh, just show up, but it also means to serve Hashem and Davening and try to make a difference in the way you think and the way you feel and to uh, address the uh, the stuff that, that, that shouldn't be there. Okay. Let's continue now on page. Um, are we on? Are we on page Yudchas? Another angle about why it's not sufficient just to serve Hashem with reverence and you also have to serve Hashem with love is because the Torah uses the word Aveda. And the word Aveda means to, it's similar to the, what the Torah uses regarding a tannery. To, t- to tan hides Veda means to tan the hide of the animal soul to change the animal soul Just like when you tan an animal hide There are many things you have to do and it requires great effort in order to create make that animal hide fitting that you should be able to write on it portions of Torah so to our service of Hashem has to be done in the way of Avayda. with great effort. To spare no effort. This is for the sake of the Eveshter. Why are you sparing effort? Don't spare any effort. It requires effort, but, but put yourself in there. The I think that this point, the focus of this last point is that we're not talking just about, oh, you should, you're supposed to love Hashem. We're talking about Something that requires great effort. Just because it's hard doesn't mean that you're doing the wrong thing. In the contrary, that's what it's about. It's about make, about making an effort, and uh, like Mechamarchai's example of something that really bothers him, it's 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 going to require effort to to change that. And this tells us that serving Hashem just with a sense of reverence is not the goal. To have a sense of reverence, there's no there's no prerequisite. It doesn't... If Hashem only wanted us to serve Him out of reverence, there wouldn't always be a need for Aveda Why wouldn't there always be a need for Aveda There are some people that have a natural reverence for Hashem. So if the whole point was to serve Hashem just to show up and do what Hashem says without um, and with reverence, then aveda this great strain and effort wouldn't be always necessary. Sometimes, not always. Some people have this natural fear of Hashem. But in order to make this change in our persona, that requires a lot of effort and that requires, in order to reach a love for Hashem, a relationship with Hashem. The Rebbe Rashab used this expression, he said, love is geschmacker, fear is healthier. Love is more enjoyable. Fear is healthier. So, although was pointing out over here that we have to make an effort to actually generate positive feelings to Hashem and how it's worth expending all effort to get there, the first step of serving Hashem as we well, learned yesterday is that you accept upon yourself Hashem, your, your, your Hashem is your King, and uh, that's the foundation of the service of Hashem. That's gezunter, that's healthy. You have to have that. But gesmaker, more enjoyable, is serving Hashem out of love. And as we're learning here, it's not just more gesmak for you, it's more gesmak for Hashem. Hashem only married in Hashem with your animal soul because he wants that. He wants you. He doesn't just want your hands and feet, he wants you to be a servant of Hashem. from all that we've said, it's understood, that when the Torah says to serve Hashem, it means both to serve Hashem out of fear, and to serve Hashem out of love, to have both. Hashem wants the whole, our, ourselves, our whole person not just that we should show up and say the words of davening, but w- that we should be, we ourselves should be in this, and, and to have ourselves present, fully, and what we're doing, there has to be, ki v'elacha it has to be close to us, not just in our mouth, not just in our body, but in our heart, this is what we want to do. I'm not going to go over the parable now, uh, but I'm, I'm sure you remember the parable I, I gave about the guy who uh, showed up to, uh, a soldier who shows up to roll call without his clothing, and the czar wanted to, uh, wanted to kill him, because how dare you not come to, naked to the roll call of the soldiers. And the guy tells the czar, who guards you, me or my clothing? And the Tsar let him off in a similar way. The Abishir doesn't just want our clothing. Doesn't just want us to show up with the words of davening and with the actions of checks and and dollars and and pennies that's stuck, and with pages of Torah that we've said. She wants us to be, to be connected to what we're doing, and that's where Aveda comes in. Avveda requires us to go through something that 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 we have to work on in detail over and over again, and actually walk through. That 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 thing that's, that 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 separates us from being where we're supposed to be and to generate positive feelings of, of our neshama should be our own perspective. We shouldn't say that the soul's perspective is uh, is fey. It's 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 you know it's somewhere out there. Okay, hey to explain exactly what Hashem means, how we're supposed to do this. So yes, it applies to fear, it applies to love, but how does this work? The pastor continues and says, you shall not have a miscarriage, you shall not be barren. In the meaning of Akara, Akara means that you don't have any children. The same as next page, being barren means Torah says don't be barren that means don't be a guy who thinks about the greatness of Hashem and doesn't give birth to positive feelings of love and reverence for Hashem don't be somebody who doesn't produce an offspring of feelings. That's what Torah says, don't be barren. Don't have miscarriages means that your love and reverence for Hashem should continue, should should, should 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 stay with you. It shouldn't be that you love and have reverence for Hashem and it doesn't have an impact in your life. There should Something should shift and should be part of your persona and you should stay with it. I saw yesterday a fantastic teaching of the Kotz Rebbe. The says, says, open up for me, like the opening of a needle and Hashem says and I will respond to you and I will open up like the opening of a great of a hall like a hall of Asa base migdash which had no doors that's what it says in the, in the Talmud Hashem says all I want you to do is open up for me like the opening of a needle the Kotz could have said why does the Torah say like the opening of a needle it could have been, there are many small things what's the emphasis of the word needle He said that when you get pricked with a needle what happens it was Rabbi, Rabbi Beryl Baumgarten and my grandfather, refold my had a unique relationship, I saw a postcard. He sent my grandfather, wait, what the things they spoke about? Whatever. He sent him a postcard and he said there was a certain guy who was very challenged in his um, sense of humility. And when he came to a certain yeshiva, he said about himself, it, he, he said it was said about him, that his davening is in a way that nothing can disturb his davening. Nothing. So he starts from an and someone pricks him in his backside with a needle and sure enough there's no reaction. So they try it again, they prick him once again and he does react and he responds, but not the first time. <laughs> I, when I daven it's full concentration, I, I didn't respond the first time. Anyways, when you have prick with a needle you jump. So the Kotz could have said that when Hashem says to us that He wants us to open up at the opening of a needle He, he means He wants us to open up in a way that we jump and make a real step. And what happens when we do that Hashem opens up for us like the opening of the Beis HaMikdash which has no doors that means Hashem keeps that open for us that's, that, that's always a, a a well-tread path that we could always continue to go on that's what the Katsuk Rebbe said the Chassidus actually says something very similar um, the Mimer that we learned a few years ago Purim, the Rebbe says the needle has no is, is a geometric point and the meaning of Open up up the eye of a needle means that you you put yourself completely aside and you say to Eibush that I want I, I'm I'm yours. You put your heart and your mind aside and you say I'm, I I want to be there with you. Anyway, so the Torah says don't be barren. The Torah says to, to ha- don't have miscarriages. It means that Hashem is telling us we have to produce feelings of love and reverence for our Hashem, our sons and daughters, our love and fear. Those are born from our meditations, and these meditations shouldn't just be. Uh, shouldn't stop at feelings, but it should re- it reach our actions and should be something that, that, that changes our persona, that we feel about Hashem a certain way. Okay. To explain this concept, we're on page new paragraph. Whenever you want to ask them, you can jump in. In this concept of being barren, there are two levels, the two kinds of barrenness one reason a person could be barren is because they don't even have a base matrin. they don't even have a womb to to be able to have a child they're missing physically they're just unable to have a child because there is no space, there is no part in their body that can produce a child what this means in our service of Hashem, Beis Vlad Koyas Vlad, in ourselves, refers to an intellectual excitement. Just like I mentioned before about anger, that there's a part of your head which says, "Uh-uh." Is also in that same space of your of your brain, there is a part that says, "Aha, uh-huh, this is good." Even before it gets to your heart, which is like, "Ah, this is exciting." There's a part of your brain which says, "This is this is something special." It's called Spilosichles, intellectual excitement. That is the part of your brain, part of yourself, that can give birth to feelings. Without it getting past that stage of this is special, this is exciting, aha. Uh-huh, that aha part is never going to reach feelings. So an akara, someone who's barren means that they're missing this intellectual excitement. There are two maladies discussing this. One is called timtam where Your heart is stuffed and plugged, and you can't generate feelings of love. And then there is timtam Your brain is stuffed up. You're not even able to become excited about anything. Your brain is just like so frigid and so nonchalant about almost exciting things that it dismisses incredible things in a nonchalant way. So. I think we all must have some of this if we uh, use smartphones because there's all these things that we sent us all day long and you have to you have to, like, you know, you have to like, move them away. Yeah, this is nothing, this is nothing, this is nothing. Otherwise, you you, you have to quit your day job. So, um, so there is a malady called being barren where you don't have the ability to reach feelings. Why don't you have the ability to reach feelings? Because you're so dismissive of the things in your life that just should be near and dear to you, but they're not near and dear. And you dismiss them because... Your 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 brain is plugged up and it's unable to, to get excited about anything, and that makes it impossible for you to reach feelings of love and reverence for Hashem because you're so dismissive and that there is no that, that space in your brain. Like, similar to what psychologists say about reading. There's there's uh, some people that have a hard time um, processing what they read because when you read and you don't know what you don't understand what you're reading. So there's a part of your brain that says, "Hey, dude, you don't know what you're saying. Stop a second. What did you just read?" But if you're uh, one of us who daven's every day, then you, that part of your brain is that volume in your brain, you know, it gets shut off a little bit, and you get used to reading things. I don't understand what you're reading, and the similar if you're in yeshiva your and you're constantly open, have open book all day long, that 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 volume, that part of your brain that says you don't know what you're reading, gets really like it goes on mute. So. Um, so, so, so you don't know that you're not even understanding and thinking about what you're diving because, because it's all on mute. In a similar way, our brain is meant to bring to the fore things which are exciting to us and we should pay attention to. And uh, sometimes, you know, you, you could be driving and something is is is, 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 is you got to pay attention. This guy crossing the street, and your brain's like, ah, he's nice, he's far away. When you get really close and something's dangerous happening, there's another part of you, another part of your body, just like a physiological reaction. God, stop! So, in a similar way, in our service of Hashem, when you, when something there's a chapter in Tanya, and a chapter time which is meant for you to hear, and has something to to do with you, and something personal, to be a part of you that, that can hear it. Um, otherwise, there's no chance of there ever being, being any excitement. A friend of mine asked me to translate a letter that I performed this week. This guy had a been very wealthy, and he'd come in hard times. And uh, the guy knows Hebrew very well. But it was fortunate for him that, no, he, that he had no idea uh, what the Rebbe said in the letter. Because if he did, chances are he, he wouldn't have had a chance to forbring bring about it. But because he asked me to translate it, and I was so shocked by the Divine Providence and how the Rebbe addresses directly his issue that we had a whole for in. in this letter, the Rebbe quotes, his letter of the Rebbe quoting a talk of the previous Shabbat. I don't know if I shared this with you. The Fridic Rebbe says that a person should not be... He says there's a wheel of fortune. And when a person sitting on top of the wheel, he should not be laughing and happy because the wheel turns. A person sitting on the bottom of the wheel, he shouldn't be crying because the wheel turns. Rather, Fridic Rebbe says we should be so happy with our fact that we are wealthy, with the eternal wealth of that we're chshidim, That's the Friedrich Rebbe writes. And the Rebbe writes in this letter: You have to bring this into your buster Halev Hagashmi, into the physicality of your physical heart. You should actually feel this way. You should actually feel that you're okay. That the wheel turns. and It's going to be all right. And we're rich with the wealth of being of of of, of the eternal wealth. So um, so, the, so there's a concept there, and 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 but there's bringing that concept from from that part of your brain. Is one second. This is something special. The Rebbe just answered you. There's an answer to your letter and there's going further with that, not just there's an answer, but what does that really mean? And then you, and then you try to process that, and you learn, and you bring it into your heart, you actually feel that way. So in order to get anywhere, there has to be a stop, the part of your brain says, what is going on? This is amazing. And without that, this is amazing thing, if you don't have that, this is amazing button, that gets triggered by a chapter and Tanya, there's no way your neshama's marriage with your body will ever produce offspring of reverence and love for Hashem. So that's the first kind of malady, that not only is your heart plugged, but your brain has some plumbing issues, and it does not get excited about anything. So that's what Torah says, uh, you need to get rid of that. Now, how do you get rid of that? I'm going to learn more on, on Sunday, but just one point that ever mentions, I want to say, the reason why a person does not get excited about things which are very exciting is because he is a full cup. Meaning, he's full of his own desires—not just the Yitzharah's desires—but he's full of all kinds of desires. And because he's so full of all kinds of desires, so therefore, the advertisement of of the chapter in Tanya that there's something out there that's more that that should excite you—you're full of all of other things that you want. And since you're so full of all these things, so therefore, what what you've just learned in Tanya has no has no doesn't doesn't talk to you. Uh, the the things there's things that you um, like to do that are serving submission, things you don't like to do and, and you can't hear anything from the chapter of Tanya because you're so full of the things that you want anyways we'll get more into that on uh, on Sunday any questions comments or criticism? okay have a great Shabbos Dr. Brestman Shabbos you know, Shabbos Shabbos Marcus Shabbos Shabbos, Shabbos David Shabbos Abel thank you very much Shabbos. is that a question? No, it's a thank you. It's a gratitude. (laughs) Thank you very much. Good to see you. you.